the season of singledom. You're tuned in to Not Now, Not Never, the podcast where we seek perspective, not perfection. In this episode, we cover all things dating from the do's, the don'ts, and the duds. I feel like we, so I feel like cuffing season is considered like the fall time. Yep. And now it's just like, if you didn't meet anyone, especially in New York or like where the, where cold weather happens, they're never going to see what you look like underneath like the puffer jacket. Puffer jacket? You can't even see my shape. I look like the Michelin man in my puffer jacket. The puffer jacket. Like the, uh, the original cock blocker. Um, yeah. So I feel like if I didn't find anything in the fall, my chances are slim in the winter just because I'm covered up. And I'm also not leaving the house. So maybe what if cuffing season is now? Is cuffing season um, impacted by global warming? I was just thinking that. You're literally in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's snowing later in the year. I mean. See, all about the perspective. But that is why, you know, people go to the apps in the cold, in the cold, cold weather times. Yeah. So Chanel, tell us, tell us about the apps. I saw that you posted a TikTok that is almost at 10K views, first of all. Oh my gosh. Is it really? I honestly didn't see. I didn't even notice that. Yes, I stalk your TikTok. Um, and so tell me a little bit more about that experience and that TikTok. I hope you post it soon because at least on Instagram. Yeah, I'll definitely post it to the Instagram so everyone can see for sure. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking right now. It has like almost 60 comments, all, all of the ladies. And I'll definitely share some of those comments. But yeah, so like the dating apps are not great. Um, I posted this TikTok, which is like randomly, I was supposed to, I had half, half asked plans with like some guy from Bumble and I was anticipating possibly going on a date, but I kind of had a feeling that I wouldn't be. So I was like getting ready for the day just to go out, get my nails done and go out for like a drink after or something. Um, and I just posted this quick TikTok about this, like the situation was that, and I've experienced this a, kind of a lot actually, or at least like a handful of times in the last couple of weeks where I will be on a dating app and everything will be filled out, like that I'm looking for like a relationship or like something more serious, not just there for a hookup, which I think is really good that you can differentiate that on like the profiles and stuff. Um, but I'll just have these guys like be like really interested in taking me out. But then when it comes down to it, they either bail out, like they won't make full concrete plans. They'll bail, bail out at the last minute. And I was just like, is it just me? Is it only happening to me? All these like ladies, like my video has been saved a couple of times. I don't know what they're going to do with it later, but it's been saved. And all of these ladies are in the comments just like, yeah, the same thing happens to me. I just don't get it. Like, let me read some of this um, stuff. Like my one friend was like, this happened to me in Chicago, but only this time he actually gave me a time and a place and just never met, met up with her. Um someone said that she thinks it's happening because they want an ego boost 
Um, someone was saying that she keeps matching with guys. They never ask her out, but they talk all day. Um, another one was like, it happens to me all the time. It's exhausting. Um, another, and like someone else was just like, it seems like the more interesting you are, the less serious the guy is going to be because it seems like it's going to be too much of a challenge. Um, so yeah, I really, all these women have all these experiences about just having really bad luck with meeting people on apps and they all have their theories as to why. And primarily the theory is guys are lazy, women are interesting, and they don't want to like be up for the challenge, I guess. It looks like there are very common themes happening across the dating apps. Yeah, but I'm curious to know, like if anyone's listening, I really want to hear, like let us know in the comments of like our next Instagram post if you guys have experienced this because I am really curious to hear. Absolutely. And so I guess from your perspective, what would you say are some do's and don'ts for people on dating apps? Well, I guess I really don't know, right? Because like, I mean, I guess I've had one serious relationship that stemmed from an app. And actually, yeah, let's think about that. Like, the first thing that like my ex did when he messaged me on the app was like, he mentioned something from my profile. Mm -hmm. And I liked that. So he read it which you don't get a lot of, which is crazy. Um, and he invited me out for a drink almost immediately. And then we hung out and then it was history. We were, then we dated for four years. Um, so I think that that's a big thing for me. I don't have a problem with like making the first move on a dating app. Um, but I know that like, for example, my cousin, she always waits for like the guy to invite her out. Basically, if a guy never invites her out, my understanding is that they never go out. So I don't really know what the do's and don'ts are because I don't necessarily know if I've ever had any kind of success with dating apps really, aside from the one relationship. But for my personal do's and don'ts, I don't want to go back and forth with having a conversation with someone and like never actually meeting up. Boom. Because <laughs> like, I don't, I could talk to my friends. I don't need to talk to you. I don't even know you. Protect your energy. But also I was talking to my little sister because she's currently with someone and they've met on the apps. And so I have no experience by the way. And I was curious. And so I started asking her like, how did you get from point A to then point B and then to point C? And basically she said, FaceTime. I was just like, wait, what? So apparently, but obviously there comes a point where you then have to exchange numbers and then mm -hmm. from changing numbers, she FaceTimed to make sure she wasn't being catfished. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then from the FaceTime, they met up in person and the rest is history. I don't know. They've been together for how many months now? So I guess that's one of the apps successful dating stories see i've seen where the opposite but similar end where men don't want to pay 
Um, but what I've experienced is that men don't really want to go out and pay for a date. And so they use FaceTime as the date. Ooh. Her deciding that she wants to FaceTime someone so she knows she's not getting catfished, to me, that's totally different. But like, as soon as a man is like, oh, well, why don't we FaceTime and just feel it out? What if you're a weirdo? What if you're a pervert? Who are you? Like, is it transactional? Is it intentional? Do you really think then you'll still find quality people on these apps? It's like, I don't care what anyone says. And like, this is all, everyone, you know, everyone has their own personal preference. And my personal preference, I don't give a shit what anyone says. That makes sense to me. But see, that's why I really want to try to meet someone in real life. Yes. And how does that look like for you? Or what would be your ideal, um, I would say, night of how you meet someone and then it blossoms? Yeah. So I went ahead and deleted the apps. I was actually talking to my friend Jordan about this because she was like, I think I'm going to delete the apps. And I was like, I already did. Um, and I was talking to her about like trying to meet guys out. Like my, I'm going to the sports bars, the dive bars, like seeing what's up. And she was like, but you're going to visit them during their guy time. How would you feel if like a man came up to you while you were at a bar watching like a Real Housewives premiere, like during your girl time? Yeah, don't interrupt that. That's actually a really interesting take that I never thought of. Well, remember when that guy came up to me and like gave me his phone number while we were out together during our girls' day? <laughs> On the way walking to a museum. But I just thought he did it in a really respectful manner. But like even though he was technically interrupting our time, he made sure it was brief. He made sure it was respectful. He complimented like a non-crass part of my body. Like he was like, you have your nails done, you have your hair done, um, and you're just looking so good, blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't feel creeped out. It was just like a quick, a drive-by. <laughs> this is like an, an, an instance where I would feel bad for like a man having to approach a woman yeah. in her group. Um, but I would be very, I don't care what I'm doing actually. And if a man wants to politely approach me in a, in a way and just say, saw you, you look great, you seem cool, here's my number, ta-ta. But like an instance where I would not want a guy to come up to me is like if he's my gynecologist. Okay, what? Reroute, reroute. Like you can't be my therapist. Or maybe you should, because you know all of my flaws and where they come from. Any, if anyone's watching Suits, you know how that goes. You cannot date your therapist. Oh, okay. Okay. Good to know. Um, so, yeah, like, I feel like I couldn't date, like, a guy. Like, a guy couldn't approach me in real life in, like, a professional setting. Because um, that would just be weird. The ideal situation would just be, like right time, right place. And I think that if it is like meant to be, if it's meant to be a person who I have an interaction with in life, it'll happen the right way it's supposed to. But yeah, I deleted the apps. I really want to meet someone in person. Um, and like what kind of like put the nail in the coffin is just um, definitely hearing from like all these different women in the comments about like 
their experiences. A lot of the ladies in there were like, I met my husband in real life. And after being on the apps for years, I met my husband in real life, blah, blah, blah. Um, but my friend sent me this screenshot of a message between her and a guy on an app. And this has divided the group chat three <laughs> ways. I'm going to read it out loud. And I want to hear your opinion about it. And then I'll share mine. Let's do uh, it. That man sent my friend a message and said, what if we went to see the Henry Taylor show? Question mark. And she said, I'd like that. The show's been on my list to see. Great opener. Like you're taking interest in my in my interests. You're making the first move. You're thinking of a thoughtful date that's not just going out for drinks, which I'm open to if anyone's listening. <laughs> on the same page, on the same page. I like it. I like it. And then he responds. Which day is reduced price nights? Friday nights? Question mark. So he's like asking her what night of the week at this museum or at this gallery do you have to pay less for your ticket that you're purchasing? So I'm curious to hear if you are on the receiving end or if you're her friend weighing in. What do you think about that? Huh. See, on this side, I start to think about what was the response after. It's okay to be frugal. Uh-huh. And I don't want to assume that this person is doing just that by asking that question, but it does raise a red flag. What do you think are like other reasons why someone would ask that question though? I don't have an answer. I'm just curious. Um, I don't know. Maybe they want to maximize the amount of activities they're going to be doing with this person and so want to be mindful of the budget. Okay. So you're thinking it's like a multi-part date. So like museum oh. is part A, part B is dinner, part C is drinks. It's like, no, we are in our 30s. Like we are in our 30s. If you can't shell out some money for a museum date, then you shouldn't be dating. So what, what what is your opinion on the whole conversation there? Um, she unmatched, she said, no, thank you. And she unmatched him. And I was like, yes, girl, yes. Like, why can't you do the research yourself and find mm -hmm. out when the reduced price night is at the museum? So one, you're a bad planner. Two, I shouldn't have to know that you're paying reduced price. Just invite me on that night. Never let me know anything. Let me imagine that that you're paying full price for these tickets. So that's number two. Number like so you can't, you have no swag. You have nothing about you that keeps it chill. And then number three, you normally the reduced price night at a museum is very packed. Mm -hmm. So, like, how are we going to take our time, look at the things, read the little plaques underneath the painting when there's 57 million other New Yorkers here? Do you think, though, that people are too quick to cut someone off? Yes, I do think people are too quick to cut people off. Why is that? Um, 
I think that it has something to do with one of those conversations that we were having earlier about people thinking too highly of themselves in terms of how much time and effort they're putting into something. But also at the end of the day, we're just like regular people. Like it's not that serious. Um, but I do think people are very quick to unmatch. However, I think that I think you always have to put it into the perspective of like, well, would I ever do that to someone? You were talking about the kind of date that you would plan, a multi-prong, really fun date. I would love to go on that date. Where is the person who's planning it for me? Exactly. If I know what I can give to myself mm -hmm. and you can't match that or go above that. Yeah. Like it's not impossible. If I'm doing it, it's not impossible. Surely it's not impossible. What are we hoping for in 2024? Well, I definitely want to go on more dates for sure. Fun. I really want to be proactive. I really think if I'm like leaning into my hobbies and leaning into like being social, eventually I'll meet someone. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a good outlook. I think it's, I always tell my friends who haven't been um, in serious relationships for a while or have only been in kind of like short flings or situationships. I know it's sometimes easier said than done, but I truly appreciate when the, the mindset shifts and they start looking at things more positively because yeah. I think like you put out, you get what you put out. Mm -hmm. So if you're always going into it with negativity, you're always going into it with like already predicting shortcomings, I feel as though then you're not going to get it. Yeah. Like I felt very negative, like being on the apps because of like what I was receiving. And I was like, and it doesn't mean that I'm like, I deleted all of them. Yes. But that's because I want to make room for trying another way. Yeah. Setback is just a setup. Love that friend. Love that. Do you feel as though expectations are too high when it comes to I guess we could call them heterosexual relationships. I feel as though there's this underlying desire to have the man lead everything from either the planning, the dates, and all of that. But I don't know. I, I never shy away from taking the first shot if, if I want to. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's a combination of people expecting too much. I think that like where they're expecting too much, they could be like, could bring it down for sure to be more realistic. Um, but there are places where they're not expecting enough. Mm -hmm. So I think that you have a point where women are kind of like expect, again, in heterosexual, Emily and I both date like men like we both like that's our thing so like we're only speaking from that perspective but um i think that like women can potentially expect a man to do stuff and not do it on their own like i'll totally approach a guy i'll give a guy my number i've i gave a guy my number last weekend um cuz i saw him out at a bar and i thought he was cute i don't care about that kind of stuff but it kind of goes back to if I would do something like that for someone else, I expect it back. Right. So do you think you would be open to maybe trying a different approach, whether you go back on the apps um, and saying like, 
maybe taking the first initiative and asking someone out. Um, so the instances where I've had loose plans with someone and then like they just never responded back or like they unmatched me or just like never followed up. It's been a combination of me planning something and them planning something and oh. then it never following through. Ah. So I don't think I'm going to go on the apps <laughs> ever again, probably. Um, yeah. So like, I think if, I think there are a lot of like women, like, okay. I saw this TikTok where this woman was like, she has like, she, I mean, of course, like anything that's on the internet, it's going to be blown up in one way and it could totally be like a lie, but she was like, I'm married to this wealthy man who loves me. So kind. We have the best time and he's bald. I saw that. And if I dated based on my type, I would still be single. <laughs> Cause like if she, she was, cause she was like, um, her friend was like asking her for advice on like dating and like, um, she started swiping for her, like reading through the profiles and stuff. And she swiped right on like a short guy. And the friend was like, no, I can only date guys who are like six foot and up blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just my type. And the girl was like, but look at his profile. He's like looking for something genuine. It looks like he has a good job and he is attractive. Like he's not ugly. No one's saying settle for trolls, but, um, maybe like settle for if hair, if, uh, having a full head of hair is really important to you. Maybe settling for a bald guy who's really nice and has all these other aspects and then some, mm but maybe he doesn't have any hair. Like, are you really going to limit your happiness because of some follicles? All right. And that's all today's episode. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, hopefully no one has been hatfished here. And if you have, hopefully that person fills your cup. And other things. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I just think, like, if he asked me out on, like, a date that has something to do with my interests, it shows that he listened. It shows that he is, like, you know, I think there's, like, like some people will just be, like, uh, if a guy asks me out to dinner but doesn't offer the restaurant, I'm done. Like, do you – wait, do you agree with that? No, I actually think my biggest love language is introducing people um, to new restaurants. Mm -hmm. I typically like to take ownership of that because one, your girl likes to eat and mm -hmm. two, I like a good diverse cuisine. I think even just someone being like, oh, do you want to go out to dinner? Um, you can like the, the restaurant choice is yours, like pick whatever you want. Like, I think that's cute. I think that's nice. So a guy inviting me out. Um, uh, to a date that has something to do with my interests. I think it's cute. Um, shows that he listens, shows that he's like intrigued. Um, and then an ideal date, honestly, a, one of those dates that like ends up being like eight hours. Oh, nice. Okay. 
Like it starts one place, but you're not really like the restaurant kind of wants you to leave, but you don't want to leave. And so you guys are like going, like go and do something else. I think an ideal th situation would be like where we're out all day and then things are kind of like winding down. It's getting later. And then maybe we meet up with my friends after like, Hey, like my, like my friend lives in this neighborhood. Why don't we see if she's home? And then he's like, actually my friend wants to, wanted to hang out with me later tonight, but I could invite him out. Like, I think that would be nice. Isn't it like that movie, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist almost? Oh, um, they were all at a concert at the same time. Never mind. <laughs> But that's what I envision, you know, it's just a night of adventures. Yeah, a night of adventure is cute. All right, so if you have any uh, bachelors, listeners, please, Chanel is looking. Well, what is your, like, what would your date be? That's a really good question now that I think about it. I think an ideal date for me would be a day, like you said, it's a full day of activities, mm -hmm. intentional with the things that I like. Mm -hmm. um, it's well planned and thought out. I'm a person that as much as I love to be spontaneous, if there's a place that I'm expecting or looking forward to going to, and then come to find out there's no reservation and we can't even then get in, a problem. I would be so upset. Very upset. So I think any ideal date, it has to be planned, reservations, but it has to be fun too. It can't just be dinner. Yeah, I don't know. I. I like to see people comfortable. And so sometimes I feel like at dinner, people are not comfortable. Oh, uh-huh. They tend to be either self-cautious of like how they're talking, what's in their teeth, or I don't know, if they're eating too much, drinking too much. And so I feel like doing an activity, say like bowling or playing pool is usually a way to kind of connect with someone and see how they get. And also I like to see how competitive people are. Match your levels. Yes, I am competitive. Like, not to, like, really bring it down on the negative, but, like, Emily, how frustrating is it when someone, like, plans something and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I heard you like this restaurant and we're going to go there on Wednesday. And, like, they don't even have a reservation. Oh. And it's, like, a it's like a, a place that, like, packs up. Like, New York, you cannot go anywhere without a reservation these days. I know. I don't leave me high and dry. Please don't. That's just such a turn off. Like, yeah. that is so frustrating. Yeah. Like, in what world did you think that you weren't going to need a reservation? Thanks for joining in on this week's episode of Not Now, Not Never. Remember, it may not be for you now, but that doesn't mean it never will be.